Welcome to Business and Esports, where we bring the business side of esports to you. This is your host, Jordan Olivas, and today we're going to be talking about sponsorships. And when I talk about sponsorships, I'm not talking about team or player sponsorships, but more so in the fact of the game as a whole. If you have not heard, Anheuser-Busch, uh, one of the largest beer manufacturers in the world, has filed trademark for the word, the official beer of esports. So we don't have much other information about this other than the fact they filed the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And they also trademarked a few other words, the official beer of gamers and the official beer of gaming. If you are not aware of uh, how they work, basically they'll go in, get large sponsorship deals, and it's advertising program for them. They also will Budweiser specifically, which is under the tree, uh, did sign partnerships with the Overwatch League earlier this year, as well as with Monumental Sports and Entertainment. And with any other major sporting event, I don't think anyone else is any different. They like to drink beer, much like most of America. I enjoy a nice cold one from time to time. And when I was watching some recent games, specifically the Team Liquid game, this last weekend, I had a couple beers. And... To be honest, I'm not personally a huge fan of Budweiser or Bud Light, uh, but from a marketing perspective, they will essentially own esports as the beer of choice. So that means they're going to be offered at all the stadiums, all the games, their flyers are going to be everywhere. And I want to continue to see this because as I always point out in many of my other podcasts, it is funneling money and making the industry a legitimate type of Sport. In terms of sponsorships, obviously we all don't have millions of dollars to be putting towards a sponsorship, but how can you take advantage of this? They are obviously going after the big leagues, um, something much larger, but maybe take a look at some of your e- local esports leagues. Maybe sponsor a high school or college team, or maybe if you have a large office, maybe you could host a tournament or two, right? You could essentially become the official sponsor of insert city or school, whatever, esports league, whatever it may be, right? And it's great advertising. And as many of you know, I do have a software development company called Dev505. And I actually do plan on doing something very similar with some of the esports leagues in the state as well as out of the state. It's just good advertising, right? And it's something I'm passionate about, something I can get excited with. What's even more interesting though, is that how few people do this. I was at a tournament about two months ago, and I didn't notice any sponsors. It was kind of crazy, right? I mean, when you talk about even 200 people coming together and you have their attention, you can have your logo, your branding in front of them, and no one was doing it. I mean, if they had no sponsors, you probably could have offered $100, $200, and you probably could have gotten that, and that's better advertising you're going to get on Facebook or Instagram or anything else like that. And maybe start aligning yourself with some teams. I said I wasn't going to talk about team sponsorships, but uh, I think it's a valid point to say, look, I really don't know how the tournaments work, how many people are going to show up. Maybe sponsor a team or maybe a streamer or two and say, hey, look, wear this jersey I created for you or put your flat, put, put me on your overlay or put it in a flag in your background, whatever it may be, and use it as a way to get your name out there. You have to start thinking creatively, especially in the infancy of all this. There's a huge first mover advantage and what a first mover advantage is basically you are the first person in this industry or one of the first people to move forward with it. Uh, whatever 
you decide to do, right? If you're one of the first people to do it, you're a first mover. It usually means less cost, but also higher payoff, which also means more risk. But if you're talking, if you have a marketing budget of $5,000 per year and you spend $1,000 on it, of it on esports and you are a keyboard manufacturer, well, I mean, that's a pretty good investment. I would highly recommend that. And like I said, people don't think creatively enough on this side in this industry yet. Many people I'm talking to really focus on players and teams. They, they need to kind of start thinking, how can I make this bigger? right? It's very similar to how you can host a streamer, right? If you've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitch, you can go in there and, you know, host a smaller one, right? It can either be a favor or a way to grow your own, but you can have them pay you $100 for one day, whatever it may be, right? There's a lot of ways you can monetize it. Once again, get out there, think creatively. This is a really interesting piece. I'm excited to hear some more news on it and what comes next, essentially. As always, please be sure to follow us or subscribe to us from wherever you get your podcast from or visit us at businessandesports.com. Once again, this is Jordan signing off.